Straight Facts, a sports show that educates and entertains. I'm Jules Schmitz, accompanied by James Jackson, Jake Galley, and crunching numbers in the back, we got Stat Matt. This past week in sports, Ezekiel Elliott and the Cowboys agreed to a six-year, $90 million contract extension with roughly $50 million guaranteed. He got his bag. Y'all worried now? I knew you were going to call it. Straight worried? Facts, where we said not to pay running backs. Y'all, but. y'all worried about I can see you're worried a little I'm bit now. Worried. You're worried a little bit now. Jared Goff and the Rams agreed to a four-year, $161 million contract extension with an NFL record of $110 million guaranteed. For Jared Goofy? For Is Jared Goofy? the same as Wentz? I don't know. I, I would have loved to see what happened if they would have let him walk. But Goof. And the top four seeds of the women's bracket all lose before the quarterfinals of 2019 U.S. Open. Yeah, Serena's going to win this. Like, right. if you knock out... It's a mop-up she's, job. Yeah, she, she's the, the fifth seed, I think. So, like, you knock out the four seeds above her, the, what she got to go mm-hmm. up against. Here's a fact straight at you. Four or more teams that make the NFL playoffs the previous season have missed the playoffs the next season. Which playoff teams from last season do you predict will miss the postseason this year? So we actually broke it down uh, via the season picker, and we went in and picked the entire schedule. Every single game we picked. Which um, is like, I don't, it doesn't even sound easy, but like, that that's hard, yo. Like, <laughs> like when you get to like the end of the, you know what I mean? The, the, week, six, going 13 and the week six, <laughs> the week six and, or week 16 and week 17 games. And then you don't realize that like once you pick for like when you only have two teams left, like... Though their schedules are the result of every other games that you've picked, then you're like, well, wait a minute. I don't, I don't think that the Niners are going to go 1-15, but so, that's just how you have it. Right, and and I actually, so I did it via weekly rather than per team, like good team by that's team. that's way harder. It, it was harder, but what I did like is that I didn't see exactly what you said. It was kind of like, all right, now pull back the curtain once you're done and find out. So why don't you tell me who were your guys' best teams? Uh, my best team is um, the team that houses the reigning MVP, and that's Andy Reid's Chiefs. I have them going fourteen and two. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's it's pretty pretty standard and pretty straightforward as to why um, they're going to hit home on their offense again. Their division isn't the toughest, and the next best team in their division isn't going to have one of their best players probably for the whole season. Right. And Melvin Gordon. Um, and then I just when you look at their schedule, it's like what who am I going to give them losses to? Um, I have them losing uh, to Green Bay, I believe on a Sunday night uh, at home, which is already a, a tough one. I already almost want to give it to them because they're at home, but Green Bay in prime time. Um, and then I have them losing to the Bears uh, also on a Sunday night. So uh, I only have them with two losses, two NFC North teams on a Sunday night. Yeah, I actually, I have the Chiefs at 14-2, and two, but I also have... The Eagles, shocker, at 14-2. and two, but like, so I feel like I'm not Drake meme right now. Oh, the, the first okay. time I did this, the Eagles went 16-0. and 0, And then it got deleted You're off my tri- phone, and I had to do it again. You're, that um, was God saying, humble yourself. Well, That's what it they, was. They have a pretty tough schedule in the middle of the year, but I actually don't have them losing. They, they play in a four-week stretch. They play Chicago. I have them winning. They have a bye week. Then they play New England off a bye, have them winning at home. And then Seattle as well off of a bye. Seattle, that is, coming off the bye at home. Um, and I have them winning that as well. I don't know. I, I easily see Doug and his predecessor, uh, or excuse me, Andy and his predecessor, Doug, 
being the two best teams this year. I can see that. For the Eagles, um, I have them losing to Atlanta week two. It's a Sunday night game in Atlanta. And then week six, I have them going to Minnesota and losing uh, in the Minneapolis Dome. Um, I know like that's probably going to make a lot of Eagles fans skin crawl because it's stupid vendetta you guys, you guys have against the Vikings. But uh, the Vikings are a tough team at home, um, so I think the Eagles could kind of lose. I also want to see them lose as many games right. as possible. Jewel, your best teams. Yeah, I have the Chiefs, the Pats, and the Saints going either 13-3 and or 14-2. and Now, obviously, the... Um, the Kansas City Chiefs and the LA Chargers, that they they are close. Mm. Um, I think that the obviously I don't know, man. I think the top two teams in each division are very close to each other. Like like you said, with the birds, I think well, you're not gonna like this. I think they're very neck and neck with the Cowboys as well. I mean, I actually and we'll get into the full fledged rankings in a little bit, but I had the Cowboys make the playoffs at ten and six. Look, I'm I also not a hater. Do that. Yeah, do I'm that not too. a hater, I'm a realist, but No, you are a hater. Well, for some, I'm, I'm a hater for specific players. I can acknowledge Dallas is a good team this year, but they're going to be matched up against a make, better team. I mean, I do think they make that on the, on the strength of their defense. Um, you know, they, they, have a, they have a pretty good a good defense coming in. One of the one of the best defenses of last year that came in hot as of late. So I think they ride that strength. Um, let's see how we stack up in the in the DVOA projections. It's stat Matt's calling card uh, of a stat right here. Um, they're the Saints at number one, uh, 21.2%. Patriots at number two, 17%. Chargers at number three, 16.1%. Above the Chiefs. Above oh. the Chiefs and the Rams. The Chiefs are 15.1% and the Rams are 146 Why do you think they have the Chargers at number three? Uh, that's, a, that's legit a straight question. Like, I, why do you well, think that? Well, here's the thing. No we clue. talked about, and, and not necessarily with the Chargers, but remember when we looked at Dallas and the absence of Zeke Elliott actually per game ran for more yards. So I think sometimes even though there's a star, a star running back in whatever situation he's in, that can be superseded by a really good offense. Don't forget they get Hunter Henry back, who they didn't have for the majority of last year. Mm-hmm. So and still have two great edge rushers. Right, edge rushers in Bosa and Ingram. And Ingram um, yeah. You have Mike Williams, who had a very strong year last year. Keenan Allen, who's going to be healthy this year but in the beginning. Am I wrong for thinking that them missing, them not having Derwin James this season is going to really? Derwin hurt James them. is big for their defense as well. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. Gonna really going to hurt. The Chargers did go 12 and four last year, finished third in DVOA rankings, only behind KC and New Orleans. So I think they're riding the strength of how they finished last year. But people love. And you you do it all the time. People love to doubt my man Phil Rivers. They love to doubt my man Phil Rivers. I don't Rivers. doubt him. Like you what, do what doubt I said him. The doubt, I'm like, sorry. He's a good quarterback, I'm but... sorry. Was that not you who made that stupid little Twitter video, the 30 for 30, how bad Phil Rivers is? Was that not you? You spent literally a week making this stupid video. I love off. Phil Rivers. I feel like I people are hard on Phil Rivers. I don't know minutes. why. I know. I don't know why. It took me 45 minutes. The man has far more kids than playoff appearances. <laughs> You take personal shots. Like you do take personal shots. Sorry if you're listening to this, Philip Rivers, but (laughs) take personal shots. Trophy case. Let's move on. I'm surprised that Jake um, hates the Chargers this much. Also surprised that they are ranked this high uh, in DVOA. But they're not the only surprising team that all of us have on this list. Joel, we'll start with you. Who is your most like surprising team? Good or bad? Like after you after you did your rankings, after you did your schedule, you're like, holy crap, this team is better or worse than I thought. Yeah, I mean, it's no surprise that the Cleveland Browns are up there, yeah. obviously, jumping from one of the worst teams to probably predicted as one of the best teams mm-hmm. this year. And I got my man Baker in there. Uh, <laughs> Here's the thing is, I have the Browns going 12-4 and as well um, and winning the AFC North. 
Um, Matt, I saw the face that you just made. What's uh, your deal? What's dude, your deal back there? Don't call my man. Dude, Matt's, Matt's been on my back all day making these picks, trying to like undermine every single pick that I've made. It's really like I've been very insecure with Matt behind my back picking these picks. But I don't know, Jewel, to your point, like I don't know if that's if that's a surprise. Like they have, they encompassed a whole lot of talent um, on this team. Um, I know their defense is projected to be really bad, uh, but they get. Listen to this: they haven't won their division since 1989. Yeah, that's insane. 1989. That's insane. It was called the AFC Central then. That's that's how long ago that was. (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty. Damn. That's how many quarterbacks have they had since then? Like a million or Uh, something. uh, The Oilers were in Houston then. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you could really <laughs> go down the list of like, yeah. Panthers didn't exist. Yeah. Panthers didn't exist. Texas uh, didn't exist. Yeah, I I'm not as bullish on Cleveland as you guys are. I think Good they'll, word. Good they'll word. go nine and seven. Um, That's a hard take, dude. It is. You but think? here's here's what I'm looking at. I'm really high on the Ravens, which I didn't think I would be I'm going high into on the this. Ravens. Um, the Ravens for me ended up being a playoff team. Them and Pittsburgh are going to be going neck and neck, and you have a very young, just put together team. They're going to take a step forward. I think nine and seven. They're going to look good. They're going to lose some tough games. But they're going to learn as a team. I just don't think that they're going to make the playoffs I, this year. I originally had the Ravens like in my head before we did this, winning, um, winning the AFC North. And then I looked at their games, and there were a couple games where I had to have them taking a loss. Um, I have they week three. They go to Kansas City. They go to Arrowhead. I have them taking a loss there. Week seven, I have them traveling to the revamped Seattle Seahawks. And me and you were just talking off camera about how people are sleeping on the Seahawks a little bit and how they may be a good team. Adding Jadavion Clowney in there and having a real edge rusher to make Lamar Jackson, who's not really a pocket presence anyway, make him a little flustered uh, against the 12th man up there in Seattle. I have them losing that game. I have them losing to the Browns um, when the Cleveland's at home. I don't have them winning a lot of road games. Uh, I have them on the road 4-4 four and four and 6-2 and two at home, which, you know, equals a 10-6. and six. Um, They still are uh, making the playoffs for me, but they're the last seed to get into the playoffs. So, But they don't win the division originally as I... I thought they did. Right. Um, so who's your surprising team? My surprising team out of all of them, I have a few surprising in terms of not making the playoffs, that being the Packers, Panthers, Steelers, and Vikings. Those first three teams I have at 10 and 6 missing the playoffs. Really? I don't think that's surprising, though. The you Packers don't think... missing the playoffs is surprising. Why right? do you think that's surprising? They were go- and I'm a Packers fan. They're going through so many transitions right now. Yeah, I feel like good, it's a lot. they're good transitions. They're like shedding negative energy, bringing in positive energy. I, and I don't think like it's a be... bad thing either, but I think it's a transitional all year. All I'm 10 and 6, especially uh, three of those teams I mentioned, the Vikings being 9 and 7, but like 10 and 6, you can expect to be in the playoffs usually. Right. Granted, these are my projections. It's not how it's actually going to go down. Uh, but my most surprising that jumped out to me was the Falcons going 7 and 9. Um, but when I looked at the DVOA rankings, they have the Falcons ranked 18th. So that is about where that's middle of the pack. The, road, right, yeah. That's middle of the pack. Um, and when you look at specifically what games cost them late in the season, I have them losing to Carolina in Week 14, and then to Jacksonville as the nail in the coffin. You don't have in them losing the Bucks at all anywhere. Uh, no, we'll talk about the Buccaneers. I don't think you're going to be too happy uh, with where they are. No, nah, I have them tied with the Dolphins as the worst team. <laughs> that is easily Florida's Florida's holding out. That is cruel and unusual That's punishment. Right. <laughs> and see, you cannot pick 
without bias. You can't do it. Like, I know there were a lot of these picks where you came across the Buccaneers where you did that little devilish laugh that you have. Mm-hmm, laugh. It's got that jackass yeah, laugh. Yeah. It's like, so it's like, like smoldering. Oh, I told you he's going to be pissed. <laughs> I, well, I actually was trying to find games to make them win. Like, so I know they're not going to be. The first <laughs> time I had them winning terrible. two games, I'm like, there's just, they can't be. They're that not going to. They, they were right outside of my surprising team. Um, but it's funny because a, a lot of people expect the Buccaneers to, to take a little leap forward than they did last year. So I didn't want to have them as my surprising team. Um, for my surprising team, I have the Panthers going 10-6, and six, but what's really surprising about that is they're 8-2 and two outside, of the, outside of the division, um, which well, originally when I saw that, I was like, that's really weird that I have the Panthers winning so many games outside of the, outside of the NFC South, uh, but I, I do. Um, I have them beating uh, the Niners, the Cardinals, um, I have them beating uh, the Washington Redskins. Have them? I do have them beating Seattle late in the year, but this is all predicated on Cam Newton's shoulder. The Panthers didn't even look bad starting last year. I think they were they were going six and no, two for a little bit. They yeah, they didn't good. look. They were a Super Bowl contender easily. Yeah, yeah they out. were. And it's all. I mean, it's all on Cam Newton's shoulder to see how he does. He went from not expected to play at all this season to now he's ready week one and they're like going to table him back in preseason and in camp which means he's not going to be able to uh, like unleash that shoulder and get it ready um so that's going to be really tough but i do think the panthers are going to be a little bit surprising i have them beating houston and jacksonville in back-to-back weeks um and then outside of their division other games san francisco tennessee uh green bay washington um and then i have them losing uh to green bay outside of the division who I have is surprisingly bad, and I just really didn't know how to fix this because of everything else in context. Dude, I have the Niners at like the Niners are terrible for me. I have the Niners at four and twelve. Yeah, which I think they're is a, a tough one. They're they're hard because there's so many question marks around their team. Their their team is really centered around this brand new quarterback that they have that they paid out the wazoo for that they only got for two games. Like I really don't know how to judge them. But what makes them surprisingly bad to me is I forget all the weapons that they kind of just got in this offseason. Maybe not weapons, but they got some good players. Uh, they got D Ford on their defensive line. Right. They went on and got Telvin Coleman for their offense to give Jimmy Garoppolo another weapon. So they their have, they have George so Kittle, your weird, golden dude. boy. Their offense is so weird because, like, with Kittle, he's, like, n- name another receiver other than the two rookies who we know. I'm who's going to, right, Dante okay. Pettis, yeah. like, is their next best receiver. Um, so Kittle's going to be great. Tevin Coleman will be great out of the backfield. And I think Matt Breida also, just because of the the dearth of, of talent, uh, of receiving talent, he's going to have to be great out of the backfield for yeah. them to win. I have him at 6-10. I mean, so there's a coach that do bad. it. I mean, they've one of the best offensive-minded coaches in the league in yeah. uh, Kyle Shanahan. So Shanahan's it, it, a good it's, one. He's a good one. I, I it, it'll, it'll be tough for it's, them. It's, they're in a tough division. They are They are in a, in a tough division. 10-6 um, and six teams, uh, to your point, Jake, 10-6 teams make the playoffs about 75% of the time. So three out of every four times a 10-6 team makes the playoffs. And, and I, have, have three I have missing. three missing the playoffs, which is like I know, and what it comes down to is those guys teams will lose to like the Dolphins or the Redskins or someone they're just not supposed to lose to that I had trouble picking that in confidence right it's we talked about the the difficulty of picking an upset um especially so far out like right. how am I supposed so to so far out? out and on top of that you know people will get hurt if Ben Roethlisberger tears his ACL guess what the Steelers aren't going 10 and 6 they're right. going 2 and 14 or something like that mm-hmm. so things will change but 
just to cap it off in terms of the overarching points, who's your worst team? Oh, my worst team, the New York Football Giants. I love baby. to hear it. Oh love man, me, Jewel, do you remember? I think this had to be so many episodes ago where me and you were teeing off. I felt like the we were going on a rant for a little bit. Yeah, we'll Daniel have to draft Daniel Jones, who, which yeah. we may we may have to backtrack a little bit because my man's did give me the craziest look, but my man didn't look bad in the preseason. He looked, he looked better than dare I thought. Dare I say? Dare I say he looked good? Yeah, you dare. I there. <laughs> he didn't look. He didn't look bad. But I do have them uh, as a very bad football team, one of the worst in the league. I have them going two and fourteen, and I just don't see where I'm giving them wins. The only wins that I could see them getting is at home versus Buffalo. They don't get it. They go to Tampa Bay. I'm not gonna pick. I'm not gonna pick the Giants over my Buccaneers. Um, and then maybe maybe they beat the Cardinals when the Cardinals come into town. But I just think the Cardinals have you know too much high potential in that offense against that defense so the Giants are my worst team in the league and maybe they can redo it when they get the number one pick and you know get Tua or something you want to know what my favorite giant stat of all time is Donovan McNabb in the last 22 Eagles versus Giants games Donovan McNabb has the same amount of wins as Eli Manning does oh Eli Manning has played in all 22 Donovan has played in four four and oh versus four and 18 Mr. Eli Manning has not done too well against the Eagles um I all of that being said, I actually think that they'll do better than what you projected. I have them at four and twelve, which isn't really like they're not world beaters. They're still going to be top no, ten. That's what in the I draft. have. I have them at four and twelve. Um, so you had the Giants. Oh no, I'm sorry. I had the Niners at four and twelve. Right. Giants two and fourteen. Yeah. Um, but my worst team is actually two teams: the Dolphins and the Cardinals at one and fifteen. Mm. The Cardinals could be could outperform that. See, I will say the Cardinals might might surprise some people. I'm, Did you say I'm the, where, the Cardinals and who? Cardinals and the Dolphins. Yeah, at I'm, one where, fifteen. I'm where you are with the Cardinals. I don't think the Cardinals are going to be that terrible. I don't know. It's it's just so tough. Again, a lot of this is recency bias. Like remember the stat that we let off the show with of four teams that make the postseason aren't going to make it next year mm-hmm. usually. Um, I only have one, so that means that. Teams like the Cardinals, other worst teams that were bad last year um, and our newer teams are going to be better, but in my rankings, that's not accounted for. But they're, they're just... Well, uh, they, I think you're very accurate when you're talking about the Dolphins because they Dolphins cut a go, lot of their vets, yeah. Yeah. right? They and they're trying so to, many people. They, they cut a lot so of people. Um, but then again, they got Fitzmagic down there. I saw, oh, I I saw Fitzmagic. Ryan Fitzpatrick do things that, for my team last year, that shouldn't have been done win yeah, games. For a quarter of a season. Look, I have your Bucks as my other worst team. Why? They said, see you, Deshaun. Why? Why? They said, see you, Jackson. Why? 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 They said, see you, James Jackson. I, I need, I need, to, I need reasoning as to why. What? First of all, what record do they have? Well, I need and speak light and speak carefully, Jewel. Or what did I, I put? Mean, what did I put? Because you have them anything. four and twelve. Yeah, like that's I have insane. Tied with the, that's insane. Why? Why? For my second worst I don't team think that's absurd. 13. That is insane. That's I, insane. I have them beating the Cardinals for what it's worth. Oh, thank you, Jake. Thank you. You, you just said the Cardinals were pretty good, right? There you go. I have my Tampa Bay Buccaneers at eight and eight, and I'm ten toes down on it. There you go. I'm ten toes they, down. They on ranked twenty seventh in defense last year. That's I, why I have I them. That. That. <laughs> yeah, that, that's and why I have them right. pretty low. Yeah, Joe McCoy. But we're getting Dom consider. Here, ready? Let me let me pose this question before we move on. Buffalo, I have is my like kind of surprising team at eight and eight. Jewel, who do you think has a better chance of actually going at eight and eight? The Buffalo Bills or the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Well, I mean, I just said. Right, I guess you just said twelve. So, yeah. I, I, I'd say, I'd, I'd say the Bills. The Bills, <laughs> yeah. the Bills, are, the Bills have 12. one good team in their division. I don't know, we man. have 
Three. I we can't wait weeks out. We do the NFC South is not the best division in football. They're one of them. One of the two. I think you could give it to. They're uh, up there. Okay, put it this way. AFC South. So, so the Buccaneers play the Panthers, Falcons, and Saints twice. The Bills play the Patriots, Jets, and Dolphins twice. Yeah. So, what's your point? They have more. <laughs> there's more projected wins in their division than the Buccaneers have in ours. So your answer is the Bills. I'm saying if you're going to say the Bills, that's why. All right, there we have it. There Whatever. we have it. Move on because I'm right, tired let's, of you now. All right, now let's break it down by division starting with the NFC East. What do you guys think? So, I mean, the NFC East, we talked about it earlier. Jewel thinks the Cowboys are right up there. I think the Birds and the Cowboys are, are right, right up and they're there very close with, together. with each other. Yep. I mean, I have I have the stupid-ass Eagles winning the, the NFC East. You heard that what I said. It sounds weird how you pronounced Philadelphia. I don't know. <laughs> I do have the Eagles winning the NFC East. Um, they're the most stable team. Hold up, wait a minute. Y'all NFC- thought I was finished. Yeah, whatever. Dude, I, like, I, listen, I will give credit where credit's due, but credit's being dragged out for a little too long in Philadelphia. And I and I don't hate okay. on the birds. I'm okay. just letting that know. Okay. Well, dra- out dragged there. out to a 14-2 season, baby. You already know where I, I mean, stand. I mean, no team until this point um, – has won back-to-back NFC East titles, you know, since the early 2000s. I believe it's like the 2003-2004 season. Um, so that speaks to the Eagles winning it this year because it's definitely not going to be the Giants or the Redskins. Um, but with that Zeke contract, that there's a lot to be desired. With oh, that Zeke right. Contract. That just, yeah, let's that talk about the Zeke, just, Zeke That literally Elliott just contract. happened this morning. Um, so he got six years, $90 million, which I think... It, all in all, when it's all stretched out, is like eight years, $103 million when you include the remainder of his deal. Um that is the first cowboy to go over 100 million i really really i mean i guess they had to do it but to me if you're the cowboys you have to be okay with biting the bullet of zeke holding out and potentially like what is it going to wait two years to not play no because we we talked about this is the cowboy we even we even said on a couple episodes ago when jerry jones was doing the whole zeke who thing that the Cowboys, if they want to be successful, the Cowboys need Zeke. Zeke makes them a Super Bowl contender, but only, I mean, you have to sign Byron Jones this upcoming year. You're going to have to sign Dak. You're going to have to sign, uh, I mean, I don't know if they signed Sean Lee at this point, but he was for a long time the staple no, of their team. No, not, not with, um, and not, he's not, not be a huge Van Der Esch and Jalen right. Smith now. And especially when they, they play two linebackers and, you know, they bring an extra D back onto the field. Maybe you only need two linebackers if you bring the safety down into the box, but... Mm-hmm. It's just so much money for a running back that if he has one big injury, he's not worth his contract. Where if you're Jason Peters, you can have a million. If you're a left tackle, you can have a million injuries and you're still going to retain your value because you're just not. You're, you're a big guy and you don't have to move that far. Running back is well, and receiver this counts for too. If you have a bad injury, I mean, I guess, but we've seen the difference in, and I think the Zeke contract paying Zeke, I think, is more for Dak Prescott than it is for Zeke. Like I think it is. Like, if they don't want the best player on their team being Dak Prescott right now. They need, like, Dak Prescott is dependent on Zeke. If Zeke gets the ball rolling, if Zeke gets the offense going, Dak Prescott has a lot less weight on his shoulders and can perform well. Without that, the the focal point of my offense is stopping Dak Prescott and Amari Cooper. I mean, if that's the case, then you can't sign Dak. You can't. No, you can't. Not for what he's asking. Now he's asking. So, let, let me put, and remember, in that episode we were talking about the running backs, we made it known that... Having a good running game is important, but having a great running back isn't necessarily the most important thing. Um, when you look at the Eagles' entire backfield, they're only making $5 million combined this year. Um, and, of course, it helps that you have Miles Sanders who's going to pick up a huge load on a rookie deal. But 
I, I don't know. This year, the Cowboys, it's like their window because yeah. you're going to be losing talent within the next two years which because is of that why, contract. Which is why they gave Zeke that contract. They know that window is closing. Jerry Jones is not trying to go another 20 years without a playoff appearance. He's just not, he's I think not trying to do it. the Birds, too. I mean, I'll give it to the Birds being up there with the Cowboys, too, because they're just well coached. I think we can all agree that. They're the best. They're, yeah. They're, look. Continuity wins in the NFL. It's why the Patriots are so good for so long. When you have the same head coach and quarterback on the same page, same offense, same key players, it's easier to pick up where you left off in that last year. Uh, I have Eagles as well. I think they're going to be a premier team in the NFL. But again, I do think the Cowboys will make the playoffs, and we'll see if Dak is made of the right stuff in the playoffs. Right. Uh, here, Matt, Stat Matt just dropped uh, some good splits with Dak Prescott with and without Zeke. So let's run through them real quick. With Zeke, um, he he averages seven yards per attempt, has 48 touchdowns, 15 inter- interceptions with a 99.7 quarterback rating, um, which is pretty good, um, and 4.8 yards per completion. Without Zeke, he drops down to a 62% completion percentage, 7.2 yards per attempt 19 touchdowns 10 interceptions and an 88.6 quarterback rating so it's a pretty big disparity between Dak with and without Zeke and I think to my point earlier this is what really made Jerry Jones pay Zeke right his touchdown ratio goes from like touchdown to interception ratio goes from three to one to two to one um and you know that right there's proof in the pudding that when you don't have people counting for Zeke coming up into the box it's a lot harder to pick apart defenses um and of course, right. Once you take, once the defense doesn't have to worry about one of the better running backs in the league, of course, it's going to be a little bit more difficult. Speaking of big news in the NFC West, the acquisition of Jadavian Clowney could be a big difference. What do we think? Uh, I actually, so in my rankings, I have the Seahawks winning the division over the Rams. Yeah, you're delusional. For um, that. No, I don't think I am. They first off. Between the two teams, between the two teams, the Seahawks have the better quarterback. Okay, we'll talk about the golf contract. Uh, we talked about it at the top a little bit, but. When you look at their defense, they're not legion of boom level good, but they can be top four in the NFL good. But you want to talk about defenses, and then you're going to say the Seahawks defense is better than the Rams defense? I think that it has a chance to be just as good. And that being considered, I think that with Gurley taking a step back this year, the Seahawks, now with beast of a human being DK Metcalf as one of their top receivers. Isn't he hurt? No, he's he's going to play. They said he's going to play uh, week one, but... I, I just think that Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll, again, we talk about continuity. We talk about head coach and quarterback tandems. They're one of the best. They've been together. They know what they're doing. I just think that they're going to be the ones. Now, I can't see. I mean, I obviously have the Rams uh, winning the NFC West, as probably most people should. Um, the Rams have a stacked offense, and then they get Cooper Cup back, who which if you remember, was one of Jared Goff's favorite targets. That'll help. Until he, oh, yeah. Until he got hurt, and they're so stacked on defense, and then, oh, their defense gets Clay Matthews. Can I, can I point of clarification, they ended up with the same record, but the Seahawks were much better in the division than, and I say much, they won two more games so, than L.A. Like, how do you, I'm looking at your screen right now, how do you have the Seahawks going 5-1 in division, and then the Rams so going 3-3? So I have three L.A. Three? getting snuck up on, look, they're not Do you have the Seahawks great... sweeping the Rams? Yes, you do. I do Jake, have the Seahawks like, sweeping the Rams. What home field advantage does do the Rams have? Who else do I have? I have San Fran at home beating L.A. late in the year. Um, I, I, I don't know, man. I just think that L.A. is not as good as everyone thinks they are. They're going to make some noise. Look, I still have them going 12-4. and four. They're 7-1 and one at home. I don't know. When you look over at the Seahawks, and again, I've made the point a couple of times that 
it, it really comes down to Russell Wilson versus Jared Goff. I don't trust Jared Goff. I don't think Jared Goff is a top 10 quarterback. I think that he I don't produces think he like one, I don't but think I don't he think is. he is. I don't think he is either, but I also don't think it comes down to Jared Goff versus Russell Wilson. I think there's there's so many weapons um, on either side that it's going to come down to more than just quarterback and quarterback play. Jewel, break the tie. Who do you have? Like, What do you think about the NFC West? I, I think Clay Matthews and Eric Weddle's um, – being vets right, on the well yeah too. like you're off man you're right off with the LA returning Rams I, I think they're up there yeah, I do the, I think the Rams the Rams uh, were, it looks like I lose that one but, <laughs> well, well, well let's Hold talk on. about about golf really quick um do you want to get into go ahead go ahead Okay, so I think that obviously we talked about it at the beginning of the show four years 161 billion 110 guaranteed big numbers big numbers for a guy who in crunch time, look crunched. Yeah. Terrible. I mean, look, there's a reason I call him Jared Goofy. I'm not, and I said to you earlier, I don't think that the Rams being that good, one, he was really good in the regular season. So that's what we're talking about right now is regular season stats. He was really good in the regular season. But I don't think the Rams being the best team in the NFC West is because of Jared Goff. So, no, I don't think he, he deserved the $110 million contract. But it also speaks to the fact that if you give him that now, now you got him locked up for the next six years. He's someone you don't have to worry about. The market well, only gets higher and higher and higher. And here's what I'm mad about is I thought that this had the potential to turn into one of the most interesting situations in the league if they didn't re-up him. Would you agree that outside of a quarterback position, the Rams are probably one of the two or three best teams? On paper? In terms of not including the quarterback position yeah, and everything else. probably the best team. So... If, and to keep that together, you need as much money as possible. I was thinking they should just let Jared Goff walk. I don't think he's that special. Let him walk or trade him for a top quarterback coming out like Tua, and then just that can be the new meta in the NFL. We keep a quarterback for four years. We don't pay him top of the market value. We keep everyone else. That that You think the NFL gets flipped on its head like that from over for valuing the quarterback as the most valuable piece on a team to he's the least valuable piece on a team now? I think that when you have the pieces that the Rams do and when you have a coach who thinks he's as smart and everyone thinks that he's as smart as Sean McVay does, then I think that that is an obstacle that you can get around. And I think that it's never been done in the NFL. The closest thing that we've seen is the Redskins tagging Kirk Cousins twice and then letting him go. But he wasn't even a top five pick. He wasn't even a first round pick. But so let, it's a little different. There. So let me ask you this. As you both this, does Goff's new deal reflect McVay's view on his quarterback? I mean, I think that Right. As long as McVay is the coach there, Goff will be the quarterback there. He fits the system perfectly. I think perfectly. they're on the same page. He, yeah. spreads the, he spreads the ball out. He's already been in McVay's system. Like, I get it's the safe thing to do, but I just, I don't know. I it would have been interesting. Grow, they're going to grow together. Speaking grow of being there. on the same page, I think we're very much on the same page for the NFC North between the three of us, between either the Packers or the Bears. Um, mm -hmm. For me, well, with the Packers, <laughs> look, Aaron Rodgers will have a new head coach for the first time in his 12-year career. Yeah. How that relationship between him and Matt LaFleur flourish or fail, I think that's going to determine a lot of their season. I think it's good. I think they shed a lot of the negative energy, bring in positive energy. I have a weird feeling that Jimmy Graham's going to be really good in that offense. Like, I just have a weird feeling. Yeah, Rodgers doesn't, I mean, go ahead. Right, Rodgers right. doesn't use his He doesn't use his tight ends crazy, um, but Jimmy Graham is not your average tight end. Jimmy right. Graham is a, a Zach Ertz, Travis Kelsey-ish, split out wide uh, tight end. So I do think that really bodes well uh, for the Packers, and that's why I have the Packers winning the division. I really do. Yeah, I had the Packers, like I said, 10-6. and six, they, they were one of my surprising teams that ended up missing the playoffs. I have the Bears at 11-5 and five beating them. The Bears, I will admit, are a team that probably has the most upset or, or non-playoff ability out of these top teams. We haven't seen what Mitch Trubisky really is when he's totally dissected 
and attacked as a focal point of their offense. I think the offense looks stronger this year, though, and so the defense looks strong again, too, as well. Well, the defense is going to be where they hang their hat on. I mean, obviously, they have, right, they, again, they're a top-five defense. You could really kind of chop up the people at the top of the pack and put them wherever you want. They're a very, very good defense. And they have two new kickers that have never been in the NFL before. (laughs) Right, the kicking is always uh, an issue over there. Oh, they got rid of of Doink Bowl? Yeah, of course. Dude, they had kickers like trying out 42 yard field, the exact distance that he missed. Dude, get Carly Lloyd in there. Oh, they are. She's shell, something. They are nah, she's shell shocked she's from the quadruple doink, huh? They I are, mean, what are you supposed to do doink. with that? They that are that shell is shocked. right. I'll shake you to your core, but right, yeah. it, it it really depends on Trubisky. If Trubisky is shaky, I could definitely see Green Bay taking the division. Well, the, here's my question, and it was tough because one of the tougher teams for me to pick in this whole thing was the Minnesota Vikings. You want to talk about a coin flip of a team? Literally each week, it's like, man, the Vikings could win this game. But they could also lose this game, and it really turns down to: Do you think almighty average Kirk Cousins can pull it together and lead the Vikings to another division win? Well, from what it sounds like coming out of Minnesota, they plan on running the ball a shit ton a shit with, ton, with yeah. Dalvin Cook. Um, however, uh, Kirk Cousins is actually—I was listening to him talk about play action, play action statistics. He's a very well studied guy in that regard, and. I don't know. I think they could have a very sneaky, good power run offense where they're going to hit you with Dalvin Cook early in the game, wear you down, and then if they have to, they can open it up. Obviously, they have Thielen Diggs and Kyle Rudolph, Rudolph, Irv Smith Jr. as well as another tight end in there. And their defense, I think their defense gets overlooked a little bit sometimes. They have a very good defense. One of the best cornerbacks in the league uh, in Xavier Rhodes. Um, They They somehow got Anthony Barr was supposed to go to the Jets. Uh, This is like one of the more weird things to happen. He had like an agreed deal with the Jets and then completely backed out of it and decided to re-sign with the Vikings, who had assumed they were accounting for him being gone. So Mm -hmm. that's kind of found money there. Um, But again, I think Chicago takes it. Yeah, I mean, guys, DVOA projects all four teams to win between 8.3 and 8.0 games in average wins. Uh, That's interesting to me, but let's talk about the South here, who is predicted to be the best division in football this year. They are the best division in football. Yeah, I agree. My my timeout, my 30. When I said that earlier, like, you scoffed at me. Both of you scoffed at me. Yeah, I scoffed when you were saying they're one of the best divisions because the Bucs are going to go 8-8. The Bucs have nothing to do with them being a good division. Well, I'm sorry. Your worst team being better. Than I, also, I don't. I don't remember division. scoffing. I you think scoffed. The, the scoff was probably directed. Call you Jared comment. Scoff. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but Jared can, scoff. the real question is: Can the Saints get back in the Super Bowl with a 40-year-old Breeze? Um, oh, he didn't seem to take a step la- back last year to uh, me until the until the playoffs took a little right, bit, took a little bit of a step back in the playoffs. I think they've still got some gas left in their tank. I do too. Um, I, it looks like all three of us are in agreement, right? The Saints yeah. for this division. The Saints Easily. for this division. I have them going 13 and three. Right, let's see. I think I don't have them as high. Uh, I have them going 10 and 6. They actually just barely edge out Carolina at 10 and 6. This is a division that cannibalizes on itself. And when we look at the really good divisions, um, that's kind of what tends to happen. But maybe, All good teams playing each other. And we talked about DVOA projects them to be the best team, if I am not mistaken. Number one team, 21.2%. Mm-hmm. That's correct. So, you know, we'll see what happens. But all three of them have them if all three of us have them winning the division oh, easily, yeah. and here's the thing is you had you are very high on christian mccaffrey you have christian mccaffrey being he should be yeah, the I, number I, one number running one back pick. so yep. that so that doesn't that weight of christian mccaffrey doesn't carry the panthers for you i mean it does they're, they're 10 and 6 that's honestly higher than i would maybe i expect. had them at 9 and 7 so, right, yeah, so you have the panthers are better so, record than i do i have I, the falcons at 10 i think and six, their defense think is going to be good uh falcons were 7 and 9 for me as i said one of my surprising teams but 
I don't know. You never know what can happen. One injury can change the entire division. You never know. All right, I'm t- tired of talking about the NFC. Let's talk about the AFC. So let's jump it over to the East. I, I think me and James, we have an agreement. The Pats, what do you, you don't oh have yours in there? Yeah, he's on not, yeah. It's snooze fest, really, until both Brady and Belichick retire. They just re-upped Tom Brady for another two years, so now he's contracted to right. his 44, That's crazy. which is insane, so it's not letting up. Um, it's you do have the Dolphins as like the worst team in football. I think worst both team in football. Do. The Bills actually were a little better. Jets were, again, not a great team. I the think Jets, Jets to me, are a huge question mark, but Patriots are going to win. Right, that, that, that's a snooze fest, yeah. as usual. The Pats had 10 consecutive NFC, or, um, sorry, AFC East titles. <sighs> It might go to 20. Like, yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Who knows? Go ahead. All right, guys, let's jump it down to the West now. Will the Chargers without Melvin Gordon make it to 10 wins? Mm. That's tough. I think 10, you yeah. Said, I what, think 10, yeah. You, what did you have, Matt? Let me see. Because I say this now and then let me go back. So I do have the, I'm actually at 11 wins. I have right. 11 and 5. Uh, I think they're still going to be a pretty good team. I have them currently at 11 and 5 as well. So we're talking about Chiefs. we're talking about the AFC West. Given that the Chiefs are the best, I think this is going to be a very, very close division between the Chargers and the Chiefs. Very close. I don't think very close. What do you have them at then? Well, I have the char. I have the Chiefs at fourteen and two, and the Chargers at eleven and five. So maybe I had eleven and five for the Chargers. Three wins is fourteen and two. Right. We we all have the Chargers at eleven and five. Funny enough, but Um, I think it's a disparity, and I think we all have the Chiefs. It's a tier difference. Like they might be close in record, but in terms of when heads up, I think the Chiefs are far and away a better team. And this Melvin Gordon thing again uh, it's all we, we talk about the running back position so so yeah, but much they both had the same record last year they, so they it's did. so competitive and it sucks because i have the the chiefs sweeping the chargers and the one home game that the chargers will get against the chiefs they go to mexico so they don't even get a home right, game it's for not that. even a real home it's game. not even a home game for them which is why i have the chiefs beating them uh in mexico city uh we gotta talk we cannot talk about the afc us without talking about the oakland raiders because Mr. cray cray oh because ab is ab is doing it again you see what he did on, on instagram i saw well he picked he he picked the helmet at least, right? He picked I saw the, helmet. The, the Instagram post, so, which was inappropriate. So the, the Instagram post for for those who didn't see it, he got fined for you know all the the games and practices he missed with the Raiders and posted it to Instagram um, and said some, something along the lines of when your own team wants to hate, right. um, you know, the, some, everybody's some, some, gonna pay. Everyone's gonna pay. The Shut devil up. is a lie. And then he added the Raiders. Like he added the Raiders. He's like making himself a target. Yeah, and his for the team. entire city. Yeah, and his own team. I just can't see how turmoil like that on a John Gruden team can... John Gruden's probably so pissed. I oh, can't even imagine. Are you watching Hard Knocks, too? I, I stopped watching... So, um, in Hard Knocks, I don't. I literally don't think anybody likes John Gruden. I don't... Like, like you see in these player meetings, he doesn't have positive interaction with literally anybody on the team. Like, he's just not that kind of coach, so... It's weird because I saw the Raiders going eight and eight <laughs> after saying all that. Yeah, I don't know. I think AB will be all right, but the Raiders are four and twelve in my book. They're yeah, I mean, going to be beaten up on the top, beaten up on by the top two teams in that mm-hmm. division. Let's shift it up to the North now, which is arguably one of the most competitive divisions out Very there right now. Yeah. Uh, do we think the drought's over in Cleveland? I, I, I think it is. Guys, yeah. What you did you have? What did you have the, the Browns at, Jewel? Uh, I think I am thirteen and three. Let me Whoa. check up here. I'm twelve five. and four. I thought right. You, I think, what did you have him, James? I have, 11, I have 11 and 5. Oh, I, I apologize. I have 11 and 5. I have 11 okay, and 5. I have yeah. him at 9 and 7. So we're kind of around the same range. Right. Um, I've kind of explained my position on that. I think Baker is going to be good, just not good enough in that division. Funny enough, if you look at the schedule, how it plays out, it comes down to uh, the Ravens ver- at home versus the Steelers for the division, which, if you remember, there's been a couple games in the past few years where it has been. 
win to get into the playoffs, win to get the division. That that division is just always so competitive. Um, but I have the Ravens winning it. Yeah, I have the Browns winning the division. If I, you go through their schedule right here, it's funny. I have them uh, winning two, losing two, winning two, losing one, winning two. Well, actually, and they rattle off four straight for me. They have a stretch where they play the Broncos on the road, the Bills at home, the Steelers at home, and the Dolphins at home. I, the reason why I have them beating the Steelers is usually... I would have the Steelers. I usually don't bet against the Steelers in primetime. That's a Thursday night game. But we only saw one primetime game with the Browns last year. And that were, or, yeah, last year. And that was Baker Mayfield's first start, him coming and taking the job and then winning on a Thursday night. Um, so I just, like you said, recency bias. That's what I've seen. I, I, I like to see Baker win that game again. Yeah, I mean, I think in Cleveland, the dynamic's going to be very similar to Green Bay between Freddie Kitchens and Cleveland's young stars this year. Yeah, it's going to be really good. And, I mean, Baker Mayfield and Freddie Kitchens are, like, developing a a great chemistry over there. Um, So that's going to speak. I just – I love – the upside of the Browns and their potential, and I think I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt um, with having them, um, you know, win so many games. I have them going 7-1 at home in the dog pound. Yeah, that's that's pretty pretty good. good. All right, guys, really quick, just what we talked about last week with the AFC South. I know we all had an agreement with the Colts. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, not with the Colts being bad, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the Colts being bad. Um, so I still, uh, I think I had to amend uh, my AFC South pick uh, because originally last week I was talking about how I thought the Texans are going to win it. Um, and now I got the Jaguars. And it's different when, like, conjecture and you're thinking who the best team is. And then you look at people's schedules and you just think. And it gets sound the hard, uh, yeah, hard tax, gets, yeah, brass tax there. Um, so I do think that the Jaguars, um, just in more of thinking of, Think about where their team was with Blake Bortles, and now you have the same team pretty much with Nick Foles. I think they take a huge step forward, and you know the the losses to the Texans are way so much heavier um, for their team. I think the spa- the spacing in those records though is so. I, I think it's the worst division. I think they're yeah. as far as just you know the the that, scattered I mean, scores and things. I don't, dude. I I know you're very passionate. You really think. The Colts are going to be that bad, though. Pretty I'm still in, like, I have them at I don't know. Like, I'm pretty be that bad. bad. Come on. Um, well, how bad do you think they're going to be? They were a last year. I know it's Andrew Luck, but Brissett isn't bad enough to have. If it was, like, Kellen Clemens, who we've seen come in in relief for Andrew Luck before, then maybe you go 3-13. and 13. I have them at 6-10. and 10. Jaguars, I agree, winning the division at 12-4. and four. And then Houston... Coming right in behind them at eleven and five. Dude, I have the Jaguars 60s. at four and twelve. No, you Jewel. don't think four and they have 12. way too good of a defense. Yeah, their defense is way their too defense good. is going to be like one of the best in the league, I think. And with you want to bet on this? I kind of want to make it because you two are against me. We want to bet a little bet on it. I don't know if it's going to be four and twelve, but it's not going to be twelve they and won't four. Win the division, you don't think? No. Right. Okay. Who do you, then? So who do you have to win the division? I have the Colts. Oh, Jewel. So I make the bet at eight. If they get to eight, you win. If they get to yeah, that's eight. fair. All right, I would be down. Deal. We'll figure out what what the stipulations are. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> what is? We're not on the spot, fingers. We're not spontaneous fingers. But yeah, something they... with you wearing a Buccaneers jersey. I don't know. <laughs> That'll be fun. That will be fun. And then you have to run around saying, I love so, the Buccaneers everywhere. All right. Before we spiral into a Buccaneers hate session, uh, let's just quick list hate off session. our playoff seedings. I will start with the NFC. Eagles and Seahawks, one and two. Then you have Chicago, New Orleans, L.A., and Dallas going down in that order. Pop over to the AFC. Some more familiar faces. KC at one, New England at two, Jacksonville at three, Baltimore at four, the Chargers at five, and Houston 
coming in at six. Yeah, okay. Uh, I will start with the NFC. I have the Rams and Saints, like last year, mm-hmm. number one and number two. Uh, the Eagles and uh, Packers at three and four, rounding out the division winners. And then my two wild card teams are the Seahawks um, coming in uh, as uh, the fifth seed, and then the Cowboys bringing up the rear as the sixth seed, uh, the second wild card team. Uh, and then going over the AFC, I'm pretty sure we're like almost exactly the same, Jake, uh, except for you have Baltimore winning uh, the yep, AFC that's North, the only difference. and I have the Browns. So I have KC at number one, New England at number two, Jacksonville at number three, the Browns at number four, and then rounding out five and six, the Chargers, and then the Ravens. I'm actually still very surprised how high I have the Chargers. If you guys want to see Stat Matt's predictions, head over to our Twitter and our Instagram. We'll also post the links so you guys can make your own picks. See how y'all stack up against us. It's probably going to be a little bit more analytical than ours as well. I, I mean, you probably won't see the Eagles going 14-2, and two, and Matt's is all I'll say. Yeah, you probably will. You know how much of a homer this guy is? <laughs> I got him at 13. Yeah, no, like, come on now. Come on now. All right, All right, ahead, guys, Jake. let's shift it over to speaking facts. Um, Max Kellerman said oh, track God, and field guy. stars are usually failed football and basketball <laughs> players. The best athletes go into basketball and football, and the others fall down to track and field. Is he speaking facts? Oh, my God, that's such a hot take. Yeah, well, here's the thing. One, this is like the summer of Max Kellerman hot takes. This is not the first thing he said on first take that is going viral What's this he summer. drinking? I don't know. Ain't Two. no laws when you're drinking clothes. And I know, <laughs> look, I got. I don't know if you guys saw this, but over today on Twitter, I got in the craziest Twitter debate about this today um, with my man Alec McQuiston who went to our high school oh, um, who was mad at me because he is speaking facts. Now, look, Max Kellerman said the, the only thing I disagree with him is when he said that track athletes aren't athletic that are, are I feel like he's not paying them a lot so of respect at that. I don't he's like not, that. but here's what he's saying is like they're not failed athletes. They're still crazy athletes, they're still crazy athletic. It's the premier Olympic sport. But if you think about it in overall schemes, basketball and football players are more athletic than track runners. Well, it depends on your they definition. They they encompass they the in both basketball and football, you encompass Multiple athletic abilities and multiple coordination. Athletic I'd say the coordination one, is the big at difference. One, at one time, right? If you're a sprinter for for track, you have to worry about running faster from point A to point B than everybody else. Right, but you still have form that you worry about. With basketball, I guess, right? You worry about shooting form. You worry about your dribbling at technique. T- at one time, every multiple things at one time. Bro, they have hurdles. Right. They, I mean, look, here's the, here's what I'll tell you. If track and field, a track and field athlete, if you were really good, made twenty million a year. Guess what? All the best athletes are going to play track and field. Bo Jackson, the best athlete of all time, would have done track and field had it given him enough money. So I don't want to say failed athletes, but... What about Bruce Jenner before he was... <laughs> okay, he wanted, he wanted the calf... <laughs> dog, he wanted the calf well, Greatest at, at the one time. Track one track mind, man. He wanted all the time. Mind. So right, in, in events like that, what do you have to say about that? Where one person is doing 10 different events. Granted, they're probably not the best at any of those it 10 events. And isn't that a field event? I'm talking about track. Well, right, they do track I, and field I stopped, events. I stopped short of... He said track and field he, stars. Yeah, he did say track and field stars. I stopped short at field because field is encompasses a little more than track does but right. um i'm talking about simply track runners you know what i mean people who run from point a to point b i just think football and basketball players are are more athletic and that's not to say that track runners aren't athletes i think that's what people are mistaking for what max kellerman or what i'm saying is that they're saying track people we're trying to say track people or track runners aren't athletes and that's not what i'm saying says at all. they're failed i'm just yeah i wouldn't use the word i would failed, not use the word fail <laughs> but i will i will i i would not be surprised if most track runners started playing other sports and weren't good but still had speed and said i can succeed in track that's all I'm saying. I feel that. That's fair enough. All right, moving on. Facts. Ezekiel Elliott on why he wanted to be the highest paid 
Because I'm the best. Is he speaking facts? Um, you know what? I I'm going to say it. I think if I were to have to choose one just for this year, it's so tough because Saquon catches so many balls. But Zeke, in terms of running back, like running the football, I love the way Zeke pounds the rock. Um, pause, Jake. Oh, well, I, I, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, it's like Paul Bag. This is PG. PG thirteen. Well, maybe. I would love to see Ezekiel Elliott with one line uh, or with one year on the Arizona Cardinals and see how great of a running back he is. But I do think, in terms of his current situation, he's probably one of the best running backs in the league. Yeah, if not the best. Um, I'm gonna stall. I'm not gonna say he's speaking facts. I don't think he's the best, but I think he had every reason to want to go get that bag. Um, he's the best. For the Cowboys, he's the best option, the best situation. Um, and he knows he had so much leverage with that team. They're going to stink without me, so they need to pay me. Um, he's a top four, top five running back in the league. He has, he has to be paid like it. Yep. Simple as that. Dear God, this makes me sick to my stomach. Paul Feinbaum on Notre Dame. Frankly, they should never be allowed back to the playoffs after their embarrassing loss last year to Clemson. They should be given a five-year probation. Is he speaking facts? On, no! Jewel, as a, Notre Dame, as a Notre Dame fan, let me ask you, is Paul Feinbaum speaking facts? He's an asshole. No! <laughs> Look, both of y'all hate, because I know you hate Paul I, Feinbaum, I just don't too. like, because he thinks he's SEC. He's an SEC troll. That, 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 that's what he's, he's there for. He's a dork, for. Yeah. is what he so, is. Like, he is the Skip Bayless of college football. He is uh, uh, the ridiculous. He's take hunter. Take, take hunter, yeah. He's a take hunter. He spits out the most ridiculous things. By the way, Notre Dame in that loss lost by less points than his precious Alabama did to Clemson. Uh, he says oh, yeah, this stuff Trevor, to get clicks. Trevor Lawrence had recess with Alabama's defense in that national championship. That's crazy. Uh, so, no, he's, he's, not, he's speaking not speaking facts. facts. He knows he's not he's speaking not, facts. He and that's the other thing. He wants the attention. And that's, right. and that's probably what makes it annoying. He knows he's not speaking facts. He knows he has to say something because people haven't, haven't said Paul Feinbaum's name in a that's while. That's one of the most irrational comments I've heard in a very and long time. And here's the thing is Notre Dame, year after year after year, plays one of the hardest schedules in college football because right. they're a major independent and not in a conference. Seems like every other week they're playing a ranked team. They're going to have to go and play Georgia. Uh, in a couple of weeks, right. we're after just playing a good Louisville team. So, like, it's 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 tough. Um, like, he's not speaking facts, and Notre Dame and Brian Kelly deserve a lot more credit than, than they're given, especially from Paul Feinbaum. Like, my goodness. All right, guys, we're going to head into the countdown now. Number five. Number five, the number of wildcard teams from the AFC East since 2005. Um, I, I'm going to take a guess as to how many of what those teams are. Are these all different teams, Stat Matt? Or these or yes, a mixture more? Three times Dolphins once, Bills once. Oh my goodness! So that's that's different, but um, but it doesn't make a difference. Jets were today, good. So those were the Sanchez years. The Sanchez Jets. <laughs> my goodness. Poor Jets. Poor Jets. Number four. Number of total losses for Clemson and Alabama since 2015, and this is in large part like kind of my problem with college football. Because aside from Temple, I don't have any huge rooting interest, but I like to see parity. I know that these are the top teams, and I know that these guys have pipelines of the big football high schools in the South, but it's like, I, I don't know, I kind of get tired of seeing the same colors, the same faces, where if everyone was given an equal chance, maybe there's some more parity. I know that that's never going to Let happen. Let me ask but. you this. Were you Did you get tired of seeing the Cavs and the Warriors in the finals for five straight years? That's professional. It's different. Oh. Because they have to keep those guys signed to contracts, whereas, oh, I'm Alabama. Because I have the big A on my chest, I get all the good recruits. Like, I don't know. It's just a little tiring. Or because little I have tiring. the best coach in college football history. All right, there's good coaches at other programs who struggle getting recruits right. because of their programs. Well, I said the best coach. I didn't say good He's coach. the best coach. He gets the best, the best recruits. Give him the shitty recruits. Give, put him to the NFL where he was, and he failed. Yeah, so he's going back. Michigan State. He didn't win anything in Michigan State. It, look, I'm just saying that recruiting plays a huge part. 
Number three. Number three, the number of Justin Verlander's hitter, no hitters, I should say, in his career. He got his third career one this past week against the Toronto Blue Jays. Um, and we talked about how scary the Astros are looking going into the playoffs in a couple of episodes um, when the MLB regular season gets going or gets underway. Um, or I'm sorry, comes to a close, I should say. We'll get back into the baseball. But, dude, Garrett Cole was looking crazy. Justin Verlander is looking Th- this crazy. Put, like, this oh, cinched it for God. me. When we talked about the MLB, I said... They had just gotten green. Like I think the Astros are going to win. Now I know the Astros are going to yeah. win. When you have when you have this much momentum, for me, baseball is a lot about momentum going into the playoffs. Um, I w- listened to this on the radio while it was happening. I think he's the first player to ever no hit someone or in their own building. The Blue Jays they just love getting no hit by Justin Verlander. Yeah, my goodness. Number two. The number of years on Tom Brady's contract extension, um, so that will have him playing until he is 44 years old. I think this is the end. They, they're giving him in two years. <laughs> there you go. There we go. The first. This is another no, one. No, and no, this oh, is the end. That's what they said at Lacosta. Not by his play. Let me make that clear. This is the end because they're finally giving him all of his money. He got 70 million, 35 per year. Like this is. Hey, thanks for taking um, all those pay cuts over the years, Tom. We're gonna ride it out in glory. And him and Belichick will ride off into the sun, um, even though he has said that he wants to play repeatedly. I want to play until I'm 45. They all realize him. How, how, like, if you had to pick an age that he is retiring, I think it's 48. I think he's going to go until it's 48. I legit yeah. will say 47. 47. Like, all it takes is one bad hit, man. I think, I think which Tom Brady's not going he's, to get hit. And I think he says 45 because I think that's when he predicts himself to, yeah. that it's going to be done but I think yeah, or, or something but I think as long as Tom Brady can get up out of bed and will himself to do not only the physical side but the mental and preparation side of football as long as he can do that Tom Brady will play and I just don't see that going down anytime soon all right guys bring it down to number one Number one is for the number of players to win Portuguese Footballer of the Year in the Mm. last 10 seasons. You guessed it, the man, the myth, the legend, Cristiano Ronaldo. Uh, I really don't like that man, but who else is playing well in in Portugal? Yeah, I mean, he's really good. He won it again uh, this past week, uh, Portuguese Footballer of the Year. uh, And then it's between him, uh, Lionel Messi, and Virgil van Dijk to win um, UCL Player of the Year. Uh, for this past year, so I mean, it's just another another trophy case season for Cristiano Ronaldo. Did you, did you see that uh, Instagram post of Messi and Ronaldo next to each other, kind of complimenting each other, saying like he's my biggest Here's competition? I saw that. I saw. I've seen three or four videos of Cristiano Ronaldo complimenting Messi. I've yet to see <laughs> Messi say you're right, anything. You're right. Well, that's Fair good point. Because really Messi's don't think... never won the big one. His country hates him for it. So. Well, Ronaldo's like, never won a World Cup. Yeah, not I know, but World Cup uh, okay. like, goddamn. They've had success. I think Messi is billed as whatever. We don't have to get in this conversation now. Messi billed as the best player of all time. I don't know. And plus with Maradona looming over him. Messi There's a is, lot to unpack there. Messi is the best player of all time. But that's all the time we have uh, right now. Uh, we can get some shots about the buzzer though. Jewel, do you have anything to say at the buzzer? I do. I have three words. Go, Pack, go! There we Woo! go. There we go. You might might get mistaken that Jules is uh, an Eagles fan. No, diehard Packers fan. I'm a Packers yeah, fan, but Packers I don't hate fans. on the birds. I'm from Philly, man. Yeah, I can't hate on the birds. You're the only one that didn't wear your team's uh, shirt. I missed the memo. Umbro. They're my team. Anyway, what do you have to say at the buzzer? Um, all I can say is I'm elated that football will be back tomorrow. Chicago versus Green Bay. It's going to be a great game. Who I you cannot got? wait to Who watch it. I'll go Chicago. Wait, let's see who I picked in the uh, yeah, who did you? in the schedule here. I have Chicago winning out. I actually had Chicago winning at home coming up tomorrow. I do too. Um, it's funny because I picked Green Bay to win the division, but I do have Chicago winning tomorrow night. Sorry, Joel. What do you What do you have as a score? 
Uh, I don't think it's a, blow a low scorer. Yeah, I think, I think it's, it's lower scored. I now. think it's like a 27 20 type game. I thought it was going to be a 21 14. Bears favored by three. Uh, okay, okay, here we go. Uh, all I have to say uh, at the countdown is I don't know if you guys have noticed this, um, but there's a phenomenon happening in high school basketball where kids are transferring uh, from one school to another to join up with other uh, highly talented recruits uh, to try and form these little high school basketball super teams to make a run at the national championship. I mean, some notable ones is Zaire Wade and Bronny James uh, went to Sierra Canyon. Um, uh, we have Josh Taylor uh, going to Norcross in Georgia. Dylan Jones going to Sunrise Christian Academy. Noah Farrakhan is going from uh, IMG to St. Patrick's, Kyrie Irving's old high school. Um, we have, uh, I believe, Scotty, Scotty, Scotty Brown is going uh, to join up with Cade Cunningham uh, in Texas, two highly talented recruits. Like these are these are kids forming their own super teams, and I think it goes back to our main man LeBron James. He said, "Like this, if you want to talk about one of the most influential athletes of all time, look at LeBron James. Look at how his influence is coming down, for better or for worse. Whether you think it's a good thing or a bad thing, there is no doubt that players are getting this because of the precedent LeBron James has set, and even." going all the way down to 15, 16, and 17-year-old kids realizing how much power they have to, to transfer to schools to try to win a national championship. Like, you cannot ever diminish the influence LeBron James has on the sport of basketball or sports in general. And I think it's, it's already trickling down to high school sports. Like I said, well, you think it's a good thing or a bad thing is yet to be determined, but know that it's a, it's a LeBron James influence right here. Mm-hmm. And we all agree with that? I'm glad we Agreed. have... We, I'm glad we have... Um, Glad we have no rebuttals for that. But that's all the time we have for this episode of Straight Facts. It was a good one. Big ups to Greg Barron, Kyle Sobieski, and Stat Matt Robinson behind the camera from my partner, Joel Schmidt. It's been real. It's been fun. It's been real fun. To my main man's Jake Galley, I'm James Jackson. And yet again, these have been the facts. Straight up. Happy birthday, Beyonce.